0: Welcome to Life on Pause, a podcast defining the experience of being a young adult with cancer. Each episode, we explore issues impacting young adults in and after treatment.
1: Like what you hear? Have something to add?
0: Come join us for next month's recording, the third Tuesday at 6 p.m.
1: My name's Allie. I am 22. I received radiation therapy when I was 19. I got external beam radiation. It was pretty much towards like right above my sternum. So middle of my rib cage to the top middle part of my neck. It's pretty focused. I would say though, you know, what they told me was a small area and I did it for a month. So yeah, for Hodgkin's lymphoma.
2: My name is Bailey. I had external beam radiation for about three weeks. A couple months ago, I was 17, still I'm 17, and I, had, uh, I have Hodgkin's lymphoma, and I had it in my, like, my beam was focused on, like, my chest, like, lungs, neck area. I'm Liz.
3: I had proton radiation therapy. I was 16.
4: I had it for six weeks on my brain. And I'm Sammy. I had two different types of form of radiation for papillary thyroid cancer i had a pill form of radioactive iodine i had i think like 5 rounds of that so each of those i was radioactive for about like maybe a week or two and then i had 6 weeks of external beam radiation to my neck
0: so each of you mentioned a time frame like 6 weeks one month but the part you didn't mention was how many days of the week
1: so for mine at least I did four weeks and it was five days out of the week. So Monday through Friday I would go. And it really surprised me the length of time it took to get the radiation. It was like seriously like minutes. It was crazy to me. So it was every day, but it was seriously like the shortest appointment ever.
2: Yeah, mine was five days a week, Monday through Friday. And it was right in the morning. It was like literally like 20 minutes for me. And then I would go home and go back to school. Like it was. Just like a way to start my morning,
4: same here, five days a week, and quite frankly, the longest part of it was my commute, which it was half an hour each way, so mine's the same way. It was five days a week, but
3: my commute was four hours, so
0: I'm sorry, could you say more about this? so every day for how long you drove four hours there and four hours back? It was in Philadelphia, which is at top, which is four
3: hours away from me, but we like got an Airbnb and stayed down there during the week.
0: That makes me feel a lot better because I was imagining, you know, Bailey's described it like, oh, I just went to get my like cup of coffee and had my radiation. And then I was imagining you spending your whole day driving to get it. So I happened to run into Bailey on her last day of radiation treatment and she had something with her. Bailey, would you describe what you were carrying with you when I saw you?
2: Yeah, it was my radiation mask, and it, it was a mold that would go over my face and down along my shoulders, and they would bolt it to the table so it would I couldn't move like my head or like my shoulders, so it would stay in place, so it would just stay there.
1: I named her Betty. She's been there. Well my Betty was very scary. When they first were explaining this to me the d- first day I came in, like I did not know what to expect it looks like plastic, but they heat it up. Like, and they're like, yeah, we just put this over your face. It molds to your face. And then I'm like, well, like, why do you need that? They're like, well, you can't move during the radiation. I'm like, okay, like I won't move. They're like, no, like we're going to have to bolt your face down. I'm like, (laughs) what? It sounds a lot scarier than it actually was. And I, I'm like personally really um, claustrophobic, but there are like little holes in it. So like, it's fine. You know, as long as you just like keep telling yourself it's okay. But yeah, it's very scary at first to know that you're gonna have like this covering mask over your face that just is like bolted to the table. I'm like, can we just like say I won't move? Do we have to do this? Like, we can we talk about this? And they're like, no.
2: I just remember, like, I would leave radiation. I would like t- like text my friends, like slap my friends, and I would have like this circle mark still on my face from how tight it was. I can't call me bubble face for weeks. Um really scared to get
3: mine too. And so they like did a test on my hand first so that I could feel it. And they also described it like it felt like, they said it felt like a
4: washcloth just going on my face. But I still have both of mine and you can actually see like my foundation and mascara still smudged inside of it. And now I have them sitting in my room. I put googly eyes on them and put like hats on them as a nice sort of decoration. I let my sister scare the neighbors with mine.
3: So I got done the day before Halloween. And then on Halloween, I used it as a, because it's just my face. I use it as a candy bowl. I've always thought it might like
4: make like a really good like lampshade.
2: My goalie jersey, like when I take my senior pictures, I already said I'm putting my goalie jersey on it. And I'm just going to like stand it up with like a broom. It's
1: going to stand next to me. I like that. Going along with like the first day though, like some other things I didn't know. When they take the, um, you know, like MRI, make sure that they're getting the external radiation in the right spot. I didn't know that like they had to like tattoo you. They're like, oh, have you had a tattoo? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, this is your first tattoo. And I was like, yeah. But they ended up compromising with me and just like doing a Sharpie and like covering it with a clear piece of tape that's like waterproof. So they compromised with me pretty well. I was kind of nervous for, for a tattoo. Yeah, I didn't know we got tattoos
2: either. And when they gave me mine, I was originally supposed to do a different type of like radiation, like in an MRI machine. So they tattooed me for that. And then a week later, they called me back and like, no, we're just going to do the regular. And then they gave me three more. And none of them are even. So like I have three in a row, on, like on the top of my chest and then three in a row on the bottom. So when
4: I wore my prom dress, it was just sticking out. And they're a bright blue. I'd already had a tattoo by that point. But the nurses there were like very kind. It's literally like a needle point. But I always joke with my boyfriend that I don't actually just have two tattoos. I have three tattoos because that counts. It absolutely does count.
3: I was lucky and they just like put tape in the spots and then drew on it.
1: Other than that, I would say the first day. So yeah, I was like, wow, this is quick. This is, I get my head bolted down. I have markings so everything's precise. I wasn't ready for like immediate like that that same day that I got radiation. I was like, oh, I'm fine. The second day I got radiation, I was so tired, like more tired. I think than when I got chemo, like I I was exhausted, like it was just like a different type of tired, like I would get home from my appointment at like 10 a.m. And I would just be napping till like 3 p.m.
2: It didn't hit me right away, and I was like, "Oh, like I'm not that tired," and like proceeded to go back to school, like in the end of the day, and then I would go to lacrosse practice, and then I would just zone out, and like as I proceeded to like go like throughout my like radiation, I was like, "Uh-uh, not going to school today, not going to lacrosse." I would just sleep the whole time.
3: I thought it wasn't affecting me either, but then like halfway through. Like, my mom would ask me if I wanted to go, like, around Philadelphia and, like, look at stuff. And I would just say no because I was too tired. And I didn't, it didn't click in my mind that that was from the radiation. And then, actually, a few days ago, she we were
4: talking about She goes, yeah, it made you so tired. I'm like, oh, yeah. Beforehand, I had talked to a few people in my life who had had, like, external beam radiation before. And they were, they were both, like, middle-aged women. And they told me, like, I continued going to work. I continued caring for my children during this. Like, you're young. You're going to do great. You're going to not even feel it. And then when, like, I started just napping for, like, four hours and, like, sleeping for, like, 12 hours during the night, which adds up to a lot during the day, I was like, what's going on with me? Am I just, like, lazy? Am I just, like, depressed? And I do think it was slightly, like, psychological effects of Radiation and the isolation of it all. But, like, I do think it hit harder than the other women in my life.
1: Were there any other, like, symptoms that you just were, like, I don't know, I guess not thrown off about, but just like that were nagging symptoms? I would say mine, my biggest one was like, my throat hurt so bad. Like, it hurt to drink water. It hurt, like, to swallow food. And it was just like, I was, like, dry. Like, my throat was really dry all the time, but I still had, like, a like a cough that had like stuff in it and I would like cough and this sounds weird but I'm like it just tastes like it, not even metallic or like it tastes like cancer it tastes like dead cells like that's what my cough tastes like <laughs> so I would drink like hot tea like all day long like and try to like help my throat and stuff and use the mouth, magic mouthwash to try to numb it so I could eat <laughs> did anybody else get like mouth sores I only had sores with chemo. I didn't really get them with the radiation, but I had like dry mouth and it was like, it hurt, but I didn't have like the sores. Like when I had chemo, I had literal like sores in my mouth. like that was horrible. But, yeah. I never got chemo, but with my external beam
4: radiation, I got a like an open wound in like my gum. And I couldn't I couldn't like eat anything. It was so terrible. The one night, my friend took me out for Mexican food as, like, a treat, and I couldn't eat the enchiladas she got me, so I just had, I just had um, sour cream for dinner that night, because that was the only thing I could eat in that restaurant. I remember
2: before I started, they were like, okay, like, stay away from, like, Mexican food, like, stay away from spicy stuff, and I didn't really have my sore throat, like, as soon as it started, so I was like, oh, okay, and I remember having, like, Chipotle one of those first nights, and then I was like, no, never again, because I could just, like, it felt like the Sahara Desert was in my throat like just so dry and scratchy and it felt like icy hot it was so bad mine was just
3: like i guess the back of my head my scar like it just felt like i had a really
4: bad sunburn did anybody else end up losing some hair from this i had never lost hair before but from radiation i did lose a good little path my hair whenever i got mine done it was maybe a month
1: after surgery so it was like gone anyways. I would definitely say like I lost like the baby hairs like in that area so like the middle of my throat to the middle of my rib cage there was like you know everyone has like baby hairs like they were gone. It didn't really look like a sunburn but it felt like a sunburn. <clears throat> like that patch of like that little area like you could see like where like it kind of looked funny like they were trying to make it towards like like what the tumor looked like. So like that's kind of where it would like be red. And so um, they told me I could use Aquaphor on it. I've heard other people say not to, but I use Aquaphor, but I just made sure like before I went into radiation that I was like, had clean, no lotion, no like Aquaphor on it. I will say one radiation
4: perk, I hesitate to say the word perk, but they had these patches that were like saturated in this white goop. That I could put on the burn because mine turned like beet red. (laughs) It didn't hurt terribly, but like it looked kind of bad. Never blistered or anything, thank God. But these like patches, I think they had silver in them that you could put on them. And I ended up having a few left over. And my sister used them for a sunburn that she got later in the summer. And those worked like an absolute charm.
0: Liz, you mentioned the other day that you, you smelled your radiation. Can you describe that? And did anybody else have that experience? Radiologists
3: and, like, the doctors said that that happened just because the, like, point it was passing through in my brain. And there was, like, three different spots that they would go to. And the one spot, it just, like, I can't even describe it. It just, like, smelled burnt. And, like, they tried to put like essential oil on like a cotton pad on like near my nose on my mask it was like in my head so I nobody else could smell it it was just me on one of the other passes I saw like
1: a blue like flashing light I never smelt it but like I know what you're saying like so they would do different angles um for me as well and like when it would go towards like my backside go up through towards my back, I would I would kind of feel like a warm sensation. Like you don't they say like you can't, can't feel it or whatever. I just think maybe mentally, like you know what's happening. You can hear it. You can whatever. Like they would literally do it for 15 seconds and those fifteen seconds I felt and then when it was off, it was off. You know what I mean? It didn't hurt necessarily. But when they would do it from the front, near my esophagus, like I could taste it. Like I it would just taste kind of like burnt and like almost like burnt hair ish. Like, I don't even really know how to explain it. Like I would always just explain it like tastes like cancer, like not funny, but funny to me. The same thing would happen, though, like as I went through my treatment, I started getting like a productive cough and like coughing up stuff like sputum and stuff. And the taste that I would leave in my mouth was like the same taste. So like dead cell taste, I don't really know. But yeah, it's definitely a thing. Did any of you have, like, preventative
4: tips for, like, keeping yourself from feeling bad? Like, personally, I know I had to, like, drink, like, water or, like, Pedialyte all that day. And then um, whenever I went out into the sun, I wore either, like, a sun hat or, like, some sort of, like, neck scarf crevasse type thing. Very fashionable. So (laughs) if you have any sort of preventative tips.
1: Yeah, I definitely try to drink a lot of water and keep hydrated because I know that really helps with regrowing good cells and stuff like that. Plus, I was so like dry and like parched and everything, so um, it made me feel better. I will say, I covered a patch of my skin, like the back and the front, probably for over a year, just because like they tell you how bad it is like to burn that area, and I was so afraid to just because of, like, secondary cancer in that area. So I really tried to cover it. Like, I bought, like, a swimsuit that, like, was, like, sleeves and everything. And, yeah, so definitely protecting the area. you got radiation, I think, is really important for the first year.
0: Did any of you name your tumor as uh, throughout treatment?
2: I didn't, but now I kind of wish I did. Like,
4: I feel like that would have been super cool. I remember... It just came back to me. Thank you for jogging my memory there. Um, I named mine cow because it was
1: calcified. Did not name my tumor. I didn't call it. Well, I called it a few things, not anything that's PG. So I won't be saying that. But um, I I definitely think that does add some fun to it. But hey, we can always rename it because technically, like, I know Bailey and I, we still have it in there. She's just sleeping. So we could always name her. Me and my family named
3: my Dart from Stranger Things.
0: Allie, can you say a little bit more about you and Bailey's tumors are just sleeping in there?
1: So our tumors are sleeping. So this is kind of something that I didn't really realize when I got put into remission. So my my tumor and Bailey's tumor are made up of lymph nodes. So they are already in our body. And they pretty much just mutate and they like mesh together and then they made a tumor. So we got chemotherapy, which killed the cells and stopped them from replicating. And then we got radiation, which pretty much zapped them into like pretty much what it it just kills them and like gets a scar calcification around it. Like it can't grow anymore. So, yeah, so our tumors are sleeping. They're still in there, which. Some people don't always get when you say like, oh, I'm cancer-free. Well, I'm actually disease-free, no new disease growth. I will actually never not have the tumor in me because you can't just go and scoop all your lymph nodes out. It's kind of how it was explained to me. So it's in there, but it's just not growing and not being bad. So she's sleeping. I'm obviously not in the same
4: boat as you. (laughs) My thyroid was scooped right out she's gone but they did give me like a very extended timeline to be called like in remission i'm still like i don't know if i'm in active treatment but i'm in like low-key treatment phase right now have you had any sort of experience with like radiation and dissociation with like longer term cancers i don't know from my experience with like my friends who have had cancer those who like have had
1: radiation Generally, like, have
4: a longer timeline.
1: So, one thing I was told about it was like, I'm more susceptible now to secondary cancer. So, um you know, you just want to be like cognizant of, you know, checking your breasts for lumps more frequently. And, you know, I, now I'll start getting mammograms at 30, 35 instead of 40. Definitely, like, I try to apply sunscreen on the area if I'm going to be wearing like a tank top now. A couple
2: months ago, my best friend's grandfather actually got diagnosed with cancer, and he's just doing radiation. And I was just thinking, like, I only did it for a couple weeks. I was like, oh, how long are you doing it? And he's like, 80 weeks. And I was like, oh. Like, it just shocks me, like, how different, like, timelines could be. Like, I was, like, the youngest person in there when I was getting it, which kind of was, it was awkward for me because, like, there's all these really, really old people in there with me. And I made friends with this one lady, and she's like, "I think you're the age of my granddaughter." It's like, "Oh, but it's weird to like her timeline compared of mine and like everyone else in there. it's just it's so different for everyone
1: else, and I feel like that's something a lot of people don't realize. It's like it's catered to you based on like how you are. I will say I do know some people that actually get radiation therapy for comfort measures and not to cure the cancer, so some people get radiation like as a treatment like like you would get if you were getting like, like acupuncture or something or like massage therapy, like it's actually also used just to reduce like cancer symptoms. So like somebody who's like, okay, like my cancer is not going to go away. Like I'm, you know, a lot older, I'm ready, blah, blah, blah. Like radiation can also be used as like a comfort measure just by reducing the cancer growth and keeping the tumor like consolidated. It's not necessarily going to like kill it for that person or or stop their cancer for that person but it's gonna like contain it more or less um so that they don't you know progress really fast or stuff like that so yeah that was I also knew somebody an older person when I was going and she was like yeah like I'll be here for probably like eight months I'm like she's like yeah I meet a lot of people (laughs) I bet you do Everybody thought that it was my mom
4: that was getting the radiation, not me. I was just accompanying her. So that was like a fun little trick of the hand when I would be the one to go back. My
3: brain tumor, I got radiation like a month after and then six weeks. And I think I was getting MRIs every three months. And so they put me on uh, one type of chemo pill and the radiation looked like it was keeping the tumor where it was supposed to be, but then it started growing again and they there was a little time when they couldn't tell whether that was like the radiation like making it explode on itself or if it was growing, but then they kept doing it, so I switched to another
1: chemo pill infusions. And then it has behaved. I will say one thing though, they, they pushed me back on my PET scan after getting radiation, because they said that the PET scan can flag inflammation as well as the tumor. So like before I started radiation, it might've looked small and then it might've looked a little bit bigger right after radiation. That's just because it's inflaming the whole area. So. That kind of made me nervous. Like one once I did get the pet scan, and they were like, "Oh, it's the same size or this." And then a couple of months went by, and they were like, "Okay, it was just inflammation. That's normal to be inflamed after radiation. Ended up being smaller and contained. So definitely scary at first. How much it can like inflame you. And
2: that's the exact boat I'm in right now. Like my pet scan's next Thursday. And it's been, next Thursday will be exactly three months since my last, like, day of radiation because I had to move it back so far. And I didn't know that. And I was like, okay, like, I'm ready. Let's get this done. They're like, mm, no, you have to wait. And I was just, like, the agony has just been, like, driving me crazy, especially because I'm getting closer. And I'm just, like, a little nervous. That
4: anxiety gets you good.
3: One thing I forgot to say, my, since it's, like, my tumor is, like, staying where it's supposed to now my doctors talked about like a few months ago doing something called gamma knife radiation which is like i guess one big zap but they said i could i think they decided against it because i they said i could only get radiation one more time in my life so they don't
0: want to do it now if i need it later i was gonna say like scan the anxiety is like, you know, one of the after effects, right? It's like you just naturally become nervous. Are there other like after effects that you guys would want other people to know to possibly expect? So, a
4: physical after effect that I got was because mine was mostly, well, entirely was concentrated in my neck area. I don't know the exact medical term, but I will say it's like muscle tightness. Like it'll feel like the side like the side of my neck where it was focused on like feels tighter and I'm constantly stretching out my neck. So I would say like during treatment, if it is like possible, if it's comfortable to try and stretch it out just to reduce the amount of scar tissue that's built up in those muscles. And then I, I personally have gotten really into this like muscle rub. I think it has like CBD and like lavender and like menthol in it. And I don't know if it entirely works on the muscles, but like, it does sort of relieve like some of the surface side effects of like the tension in my
1: neck. Side effect that I saw, I think it was three months after I finished radiation, I had, um, I was having like chest pain and I was like, God, here we go again. Like what's going on? And so I got really nervous and, you know, called my doctor freaking out and she's like, well, like, what do you want us to do? Like, I can give you an x-ray, like I could take an x-ray of your chest and make sure everything's okay. And kind of just to like, relieve my anxiety. I was like, please, like, yeah, like, even though I know it's not good to do, because I've already had so much radiation, like I'm literally don't even own a microwave, like, <laughs> I'm good on the radiation. Thank you. But I had radiation induced by pulmonary fibrosis, which is like, um, hardening of the tissue and the muscle, probably what Sammy was talking about. And it can get better, you know, just with, with time, but usually like fibrosis is just like hardening and scarring and, you know, scars are really hard to get rid of and stuff. So the pain did go away. I just kind of had to live around it. Like at first I was like taking a deep breath in and like, I would stop where it would hurt to inhale because I like didn't want to go any further. But then I kind of realized like, I got to be using these muscles and like, Deep breathing, like, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. So, but it was definitely scary because I was like, what's going on? Why do I have this chest pain? Like at first, because it was like May 2020, I'm like, oh God, I have COVID. Oh my God, what's going on? (laughs) But don't worry. It was just radiation induced pulmonary fibrosis. So don't worry. One of my after side effects that I still have is, I guess,
3: because the part of my brain I went through, I have like occasional short term memory loss, which You might have noticed whenever I paused right before I was about to
4: talk like a while ago because I forgot for a second what I was going to say. Not physical, but more so psychological after effect was um, my, my radiation center was in Exton and I had to drive through Exton to get to Penn State where I went to school. And every time I would go through Exton, I would like feel on the verge of a panic attack just from like, the negative association with like the road that I was passing by.
1: In the hospital, I do clinical and there's one type of package of tubing that's like special for chemo because like chemo can like break down the tubing. And when it's open, it, like, it has a certain smell. Like, I don't know if you guys have like been infusions, like it just has like a smell. And I don't even know. It's not like plastic or rubber, or like clean. It's not like alcohol. It's just like a weird smell. I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism two months ago. So from the radiation. So that was a long term effect of radiation. Yes. If you so,
4: ever wanna chat about hypothyroidism,
1: the hit me off, girl. Other
4: after effects like radiation of the head and neck that like obviously my thyroid was already affected. But like I feel like that should be like more well known that like that's like a major side effect that can happen and can like affect you for the rest of your life. Which sucks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would say like my first my first symptoms of my thyroid being underactive, which they when you have Hodgkin, they screen it um just precautionary, like they know that you've had the radiation. Um, but my first symptoms were like um constipation and just like really tired and um trouble, like losing weight and stuff and just so definitely the constipation, I was like, Okay, something's going on here and screen my thyroid and there it was so welcome to the unfortunate club
4: (laughs) as part of my um treatment i'm actually induced like hyperthyroid which is really strange that's 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 a fun thing
2: (laughs) but going off of what ali said like that's i know exactly what smell you're talking about exactly because every time i smell it i just i don't know i go to this weird place and like freak out like i'm like not there like anytime I feel like the time I get it the most is like either when I walk in the clinic at Hershey or like the bath sometimes I'll be literally at my house or like at school and just like somehow I'll like smell it like a smell would be similar to it and I just like go right back to the hospital
1: or like the tegaderm that they use to like it's like the clear film that they bandage that they put over your port I hate that smell I like the tegaderm but I hate that smell it's like the worst, it's literally the worst smell ever. Like I would rather run through a field of manure than smell it. Something similar, but not quite happens to me.
3: Whenever I would get my radiation, I would listen to like that times, which was 2019, like just today's hits. And now I'll be like
1: walking somewhere with my friends and I'll hear a song like, oh, that's a radiation song. Yes, yes, I'm the same way. I had, like, a Sad Girl playlist that were, like, really good songs that now I just can't even listen to. Like, I still have them on my playlist, but I just skip them. Like, I never, I can't listen to them. Like, I just, I'm like, "Mm, nah, let's not listen to that. There was an older gentleman before me,
2: and, like, every day he would change, like, the playlist they had set in there, and I would just roll with it. Like, one day, it would be, like, the 50s, and the next, it would be, like, rap music. And it was, like, the highlight of my morning, just trying to figure out what this guy was listening to, and it always would, like, just switch
4: off to just keep me going. Just, like, I was, like, it's my music, so I'll be good. A really kind of strange, like, aversion that I have after my radiation treatments. So, I did a pill form of radioactive iodine, which, like, only only affects your thyroid it doesn't affect anything else thank god but like you have to do this really sucky diet beforehand and during it you're radioactive yourselves like anything you touch you have to like shower multiple times a day anytime that you pee you have to like flush the toilet like four times crazy stuff like that and every hour i had to eat something sour in order to like get my salivary glands moving so that the radiation didn't affect them i chose warheads stupidly I gave myself like an acid burn on my tongue from eating a warhead every hour on the hour.
0: It's like, still to this day, I can't eat warheads. Well, that is a memory pairing, a trigger pairing that I would not have predicted. And it does speak to the power, right? Of music, of sound and smell to take you back to the past. And I think it's really helpful for people to hear that that will happen pretty naturally, right? is there anything else that you want other people to know, um, or wish you knew, um, before you had radiation?
1: I would just say, like, listen to your body. Like if you're feeling tired now, I'm in college. And so if I'm feeling tired, like I have to drink a coffee because I can't just be a napper. (laughs) Like, but, um, you know, I just think like listening to your body is important during that time because like, I know, you really want to like keep your lifestyle up and everything but it's also just important to remember that your body's healing and just to be kind to your body and um do what you can to help it so like drinking extra water sunscreen and definitely getting the sleep and if you're tired sleep and yeah just listening to yourself with listening to your body my radiation made me get headaches
3: cuz it was making like my brain and my tumor like swell and so I had to go on steroids and then afterwards whenever I was weaned off of them I like lost a lot of weight because I just it made me not being on them made me
4: not hungry I like really wanted to be like go 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 all the time like I still wanted to like drive myself to and from the radiation appointments which it was like half hour there half hour back and my parents very wisely were like, "No, let's let's start like a carpool of who will take you." But I feel like just sort of like giving yourself grace, allowing yourself to rest and recoup when you really need to,
1: because you'll need to. I want to add also like a really big thing is like during that time, I think was the the time my body was changing the most. So I was just finishing chemo, my hair was growing back. You know, like that's a tough time, and I think I. I wish I would have just sat down with myself and um accepted my new self and what I was growing into instead of just being like, Okay, like once I finish this I'll be done. Once I finish this, I'll be done. Once I get a scan that says this, I'll be done, like, you know, you gotta accept who you are in every step of the journey and you can't ignore it. So yeah, so I think for people who just had chemo and then they get radiation, it's a really big transition time because your body's trying to grow back and You got to work with it. Thanks for listening to Life on Pause.
0: Ideas or suggestions for future episodes? Feel free to share them with us. Join us for the next recording on the third Tuesday of the month. Until Until next time. time.